Hey, what's going on guys and welcome back to Rivalries here on the WWE Podcast on this April 1st, 2022 on the eve of Wrestlemania and in spirit of Wrestlemania, I'm going to do a special show that I've never really done uh, here on Rivalries. Obviously, we have sometimes where I explore the careers of wrestlers as I did last week with Triple H or Shane McMahon, Braun, Kurt Angle in the past. But tonight, we are actually going to explore a top five, and it will be the top five WrestleMania rivalries of my lifetime, because I can't give an honest um, opinion on things that happened before I stopped, uh, before I started watching, rather. So anything pre-1998, 1999, I'm going to have to leave by the wayside, And maybe that will be a bit frustrating to some people. I know that I'll leave a lot of cool WrestleManias on on the table there. But unfortunately, I feel like it would be kind of disingenuous for me to review rivalries that I didn't really get to watch firsthand. So how I went into making this list is weighing several things. One of which being the fact that what did it meant mean for the business how big were the superstars involved how many matches did these particular wrestlers have against one another and what was the overall impact of these rivalries so there is one right off the bat that i'm gonna say as an honorable mention and i won't take too much time on it and that is triple h versus the undertaker That is an honorable mention that just got edged out a little bit here. And, you know, it was hard, right? Because in my lifetime, they met at WrestleMania three times. Only had not a lot of um, programs have met or wrestlers have met that many times at WrestleMania before. And, you know, they met for the first time at WrestleMania 17, the first of their three installments. Then they would meet 10 years later at WrestleMania 27. And then ultimately, at the end of an era, Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania 28 with HBK as the special guest referee. And I think that the reason why it didn't get placed a bit higher on this list or didn't crack the list officially is several reasons. One of which because it never featured a heavyweight championship, which I think that not is essential as we'll figure out later down the line here. But I think that it definitely adds value. There wasn't ever a major stipulation. There wasn't a career on the line, or aside from the streak on the line, of course. But there wasn't any major stipulation aside from the streak uh, attached to it. And it wasn't like the ma- any of their matches sent major shockwaves through the wrestling business. 
So while Triple H and uh, The Undertaker had a very storied WrestleMania rivalry, it misses the cut by just a little bit. So coming in at number five here is The Rock versus John Cena. And them coming in at number five, I think maybe could would shock some people, especially given, you know, how big of a star John Cena was in the modern era, how big of a rock fan I am, and how just how big of a fan The Rock is, or how big of a star The Rock has been and was over the last 20 years or so. But th- this rivalry meant a lot in the way of bringing two different generations together. As it really had, you know, the past meeting the future or the present, whichever way you want to say it, kind of akin to what we saw with Hogan and Rock back in 2018. And obviously it was the Rock's first WrestleMania match since his eight year hiatus. He didn't fight in a WrestleMania match between WrestleMania 20 and WrestleMania 28. And it was his first one-on-one match at a WrestleMania and his first one-on-one match in general since WrestleMania 19 in 2003. So it went 11 years before The Rock got back into a one-on-one match and it started against John Cena in the once-in-a-lifetime match at WrestleMania 28. Obviously, The Rock wins the first match of the, of the two installments. Which was kind of unfortunate because it was billed as once in a lifetime. And then the very next year, they headline WrestleMania 29 in New York. The Rock goes in this time as the WWE champion. John Cena winning the 2013 Royal Rumble. And he goes up against The Rock. And this time around, John Cena would settle the score. So, obviously, John Cena comes away with the championship, and this was a big victory for John Cena because, if memory serves me correctly, this was the first time he would hold the WWE Championship for the first time in over two years. And during this period of WWE, that really was a foreign concept. And, you know, they kind of build the year as 2012 as the year everything came unraveled for John Cena following his his loss to The Rock at WrestleMania 28 the year prior. So this was kind of like the crowning moment for John Cena as an all-time legend, at least in my book. And this was the the last time you would see John Cena in a full main event capacity at a WrestleMania crazy to say a nine years ago because the following year at mania he'll go one-on-one with wyatt the next year one-on-one with rusev he would miss wrestlemania 32 he was in the mixed tag team match at wrestlemania 33 alongside nikki bella against the miz and maurice 
So this, in a lot of ways, was the final time we would see John Cena in a WrestleMania main event. And it was the final WrestleMania main event level program that he would have against The Rock. And for The Rock, this was the final time we would see him in a WWE ring. Again, I'm not counting his match with Eric Rowan at WrestleMania 32. And all in all, upon his two-year return to the company, we would only see him in two WrestleMania matches and the only two against John Cena. So that is why I think this program comes in number five in my top five WrestleMania uh, rivalries of all time. Rivalry number four, and this will probably cause you guys to roll your eyes, I'm sure of it, and one that is still yet to be fully written but will be within two days, is Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. And before you guys start throwing everything at me, hear me out. Oh. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, for better or for worse, has been built as this generation's Austin vs. Rock, Hogan versus Andre, I guess you could kind of say Cena versus Orton, although they never collided at a WrestleMania. But even though they will never leave, reach the levels of Austin Rock, Hogan, Andre, Warrior, Hogan, it is the closest thing that we've gotten to something like that. And like I said, almost to a fault, WWE has pushed Brock and Roman Reigns as the two legitimate superstars that the business has to offer. And in some ways, they are true. I do think that contrary to much belief, these are the only two marquee stars they have. And even Roman Reigns, I don't think Roman Reigns has or will exactly transcend the wrestling business. I think that he is, you know, a big star in the wrestling world, but not much more. And I don't think he really can be much more. Maybe I'll be proved wrong eventually. But as for Brock Lesnar, I think that Brock Lesnar is hands down um, one of the, well, you know what, the only lasting star, because I was going to put John Cena into that bracket as well, but John Cena is kind of long gone at this point. Brock is the only star that is well known beyond the wrestling world. And I'm sure you guys could vouch for that with your circle of friends and family. I know I certainly can. That Brock Lesnar is that guy that will catch the attention of the most casual of fans. The guy who will completely draw the attention of non-traditional wrestling fans. And that is why that I almost begrudgingly have to put Brock and Roman as number four on the top in the top five rivalries of WrestleMania. Uh, because they're set to headline their third WrestleMania which on a technicality is the only rivalry to say that they could do that. Each each of them has involved a world championship. The two pro, the first one involved the WWE championship, the second the the Universal Championship. This time around it's for both. As of right now, Brock is 1-0-1, Roman is 0-1-1, obviously the heist of the century plays a big factor into this and obviously Although Rollins isn't directly tied in with this rivalry, what he did during their first match at WrestleMania 31 does elevate this rivalry because it was that road that got us to this. And I'm not going to lie, I thought the WrestleMania 34 match was kind of bland. 
wasn't a huge fan of it and I thought the crowd kind of turned on it but I thought their WrestleMania 31 match was really well done I thought it was really cool I thought that it was fresh of course it was the first time we had ever seen these two against each other and obviously the way that it finished with Rollins cashing in really made it a special moment and the thing is is that it has this rivalry has given us the only opportunity to feel that elite stardom and that's more of a testament to the lack of star power we have nowadays as opposed to yesteryear but whether we like it or not Brock versus Roman has had a major impact at Wrestlemania as a rivalry and we're gonna see the final chapter installed in a couple of days from now but even as of today they come in number four on my ranking list Number three, and this is one that I'm sure is going to come a bit out of left field, but if you've listened to me long enough, you know that I think that it is a spectacular rivalry, and that is Shawn Michaels versus John Cena at WrestleMania. This, to me, is the most underappreciated and the least talked about, underrated, however you want to describe it, rivalry match to have ever taken place on the grandest stage of them all what this match meant and this program and this rivalry meant for the wrestling industry at the time is you know it's unparalleled this match made john cena into the superstar that he ultimately became it was his crowning moment and yes He had won his first WWE Championship two years prior against JBL. Yes, the year before he had defeated Triple H at WrestleMania 22. But him defeating Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 23 cemented his legacy as a top flight WWE superstar and a main eventer. And even if you didn't like him, which I wasn't a huge Cena fan, I didn't at all share near the vitriol that many did towards him but i wasn't a huge fan once this match came and went and he went toe to toe and was able to keep up with in my mind the best in-ring performer of all time in Shawn michaels it was undeniable that this guy was for real and in the terms of hbk a guy who when he came back to the company in 2002 he what he did by giving back and putting over a guy like John Cena, it was just something that sent waves, positive waves through the wrestling industry. And it crowned the first true top tier talent that the company had been searching for since the retirements of Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock four or five years prior. And I've talked about this before. But I'll talk about it again because it needs to be talked about again. The promo package building to this match is arguably one of the best of all time. This is all about. 
to deliver sweet shit music. I do it when I want, and I do it when you least expect it. Man, always gives me goosebumps, but uh, Shawn Michaels versus John Cena, just an incredibly underrated rivalry, and the only rivalry on this list that only has one match between the two um, at a WrestleMania, but that tells you how much this match meant and how much this rivalry meant, and it also added to the drama that they go into the WrestleMania as the Raw Tag Team Champions or the World Tag Team Champions at the time. And in a lot of ways, obviously, there's no official, you know, date to this fact. But in my mind, this was kind of like the unofficial closing to the Ruthless Aggression era. Uh, WrestleMania 23, that is. And it was just a perfect way to usher in the new era, an era that I wasn't overly fond of. But like I said, even though I wasn't a huge fan of John Cena and I wasn't a huge fan of the PG era, I still respected the hell of what he did in this program, um, mainly because of the work that Shawn Michaels put in. And just John Cena versus HBK comes in number three on my all-time WrestleMania rivalries. Number two, and this one will not come as a surprise to most, but it's Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. And it could be higher because I think that everyone, including myself, would agree that they, it is the best rivalry of all time. I think a lot of people would agree that these are the two biggest stars of all time. Um, the matches they had were incredible, all three of them. Obviously, the big one coming at WrestleMania 17 uh, two of the three featured world championships, both uh, both uh, times Austin walking in as the challenger and walking out as the champion. And then the third and final time, something that would ultimately become the Austin's final match, at least up until tomorrow, possibly, who knows, um, The Rock wins that match. And I think that, you know, these this rivalry was important for so many reasons. Um, you know, I think that they were the face of the Attitude Era. They set the stage for the Ruthless Aggression Era. Um, they headlined the most successful WrestleMania and objectively the best WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania 17, at the Houston Astrodome. And the chemistry that these two had were second to none. And... Again, the build to their match at WrestleMania 17 is arguably the best of all time. Uh, I obviously am maybe in the minority thinking that that build to HBK versus uh, John Cena is the best. But objectively speaking, you could really make the case that the promo package building to WrestleMania 17's main event of Rock and Austin is hard to unseed at the very top.
interest in fairness, did I inform you that officially, as of now, you are managing The Rock? Austin Splash managing The Rock? What the hell is that? I never asked for Deborah to be my manager, never wanted Deborah to be my manager. But the fact of the matter is this, is she's not my responsibility. She's not my wife. She's your wife. I ain't always gonna break Deborah's ankle for God's sake. Yeah, so, I mean, pretty hard to match that build, and, you know, the match delivered. Another big reason why it's so memorable is the infamous uh, heel turn that Austin would have at the end of that match with Vince McMahon getting involved in everything, but, uh, yeah, Rock and Austin come in number two at as the second rivalry of all time as far as WrestleMania goes. And now we get to number one, and I'm wondering if anyone guessed it. I'm sure some of you out there know what it could be, and I'm not going to lie, up until about half an hour before I started recording this show, I had Austin and Rock at number one, but I looked at everything and I said I could not have the arguably the best WrestleMania match of all time not come in number one, and that's HBK versus The Undertaker, and... For numerous reasons, you could not rank this number one. Or you you couldn't help but rank it number one, sorry. The number one thing is that it ended the career of Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 26. The The second reason, and arguably the more important reason, 
is that WrestleMania 25 is regarded as one of the best matches, is uh, if not the best match of all time. I really think that these two changed the game in terms of setting the bar for WrestleMania matches. And given that, even though that I don't think either Taker or HBK reached the levels of Rock and Austin in terms of popularity, n- not, nor do I think that in a vacuum their rivalry was as impactful overall as Rock and Austin was, but I think that as far as WrestleMania goes, these two take the cake. And the fact that they blew the doors off at, in a non-title matches you know, to boot. And that's the other kind of hilarious thing about this is that's the only rivalry ranked here that did not feature a title match, but they're still ranked number one. And I do think that it is completely justified because what they did at WrestleMania 25 and even WrestleMania 26 was unmatched. And the ending to their WrestleMania 26 match which ultimately became the WrestleMania, the end to HBK's career, is something that I don't think could be emotionally paralleled. And, man, the slap heard around the world by Shawn Michaels. And then Undertaker hits him with arguably the most vicious tombstone ever, kind of jumping right into it and ending the career of Shawn Michaels. And, I mean, I just think that this program and this rivalry set the bar for WrestleMania and it changed the game for WrestleMania forever. And even though none of their matches ever featured a world title at a WrestleMania it didn't even matter. That's the crazy part is that it felt like the most important match on the card for two WrestleMania straight. And both times, neither of them featured a world championship. And that in and of itself speaks volumes to how good of work that these two competitors did. The matches were both A+. Obviously, their first one at WrestleMania 25 takes the cake and is regarded as by many as the best WrestleMania match of all time. But the fact that their sequel could still hold water as an excellent match in and of itself just speaks to just how great these two were together. And, you know, for Shawn Michaels, it was sad, but uh, going out to The Undertaker seemed very, very fitting, especially the fact of the history they had at Bad Blood in 1997. 
and uh yeah it set that it just set a new bar for wrestlemania standards and that is why it comes in number one as far as wrestlemania rivalries go for me but anyway guys i hope you enjoyed this special edition of rivalries uh listing the top five wrestlemania rivalries of all time in my opinion of course like i prefaced on at the beginning of the show and if i sounded a bit under the weather weather i am actually recovering from covid so uh luckily i didn't get hit too hard maybe a rough day or so but uh, i am on the mend and i'm here i'm still not out of my five-day isolation period but i'm feeling pretty good all things considered so thank you for bearing with me if i sounded a bit on the slower side today but uh, you know as always you can catch me on twitter at adamarco25 you can get matt on twitter at wrestling underscore audio or you can always email him for his mailbag shows that drop each and every wednesday and be on the lookout for the wrestlemania preview preview show that should be dropping around the same time as my show right now enjoy wrestlemania guys and i will talk to you next week thanks for listening to the wwe podcast don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com and for all of these shows ad free head over to patreon.com slash wwe podcast until then we'll see you next time